1: Glad to have you joining us today. You get my real and raw moment there asking if we're uh, actually going live. We also have some viewers joining us live on Facebook. So welcome to everybody that's joining us. I'm Allison H. Larson, and you're listening to The Spotlight Show. Today's show is all about loving yourself. I, as a woman... I've noticed a lot of us have a huge problem, and that is is that we tend to love other people, we tend to care for other people, but when it comes to ourselves, when it comes to loving ourselves, caring for ourselves, and really giving ourselves the tools that we need to succeed and feel loved and cared for, we often neglect ourselves so joining us today we have special guest katrina mcgee katrina is the author of loving on me and more than that katrina is a speaker she uh, has online courses and is inspiring women and uh, individuals i'm sure you work with some men too katrina but mostly women all over the world how to be successful how to love themselves and also succeed in the business world so katrina welcome to the show today Hello, and thank you for having me. I love that. That's such an enthusiastic hello. So glad to have you. Um, so Katrina, here here is something that I do at the beginning of all of my shows. If anybody's ever watched my show uh, before, they know this. If anybody's ever listened before, I give my guests permission to brag about themselves right from the very beginning. This is a judgment-free zone. Um, I am giving you totally permis- total permission to love yourself and brag on yourself right now. So would love to hear some of your major accomplishments that you've had. In your life Katrina
2: I love that. I love it. Well, I am an author, speaker, and entrepreneur. I've been blessed to have an amazing career um, doing good around the world. I was the National Director of Marketing for the American Heart Association and then EVP of Chief Marketing Officer for Susan G. Komen for The Cure. So I've been in women's empowerment and health for a really long time. I am a huge advocate of taking charge of our lives, mind, body, and soul, and so my passion is helping people lead in every aspect of life. Um, In this season, I'm running my 19th and 20th business, which is pretty incredible when I step back and think about it. Um, But I'm really about preparing and positioning leaders at this point. Um, My book, Loving On Me, is about my own personal transformation and the lives of the women I met through writing my blog. Uh, And then I started an online academy because I didn't just want to inspire people. I wanted to equip them with the tools they need to succeed. So... Allison, I'm just really a woman who is loving life and helping other people do the same.
1: Well, congratulations on all your accomplishments, and I know I've talked to you uh, several times now, and I'm always so impressed with everything that you've learned, and one of the things I'm really impressed with, Katrina, is that you have actually had some really hard experiences in your life, Um, even as a person some people will look at and say, wow, she's a really successful individual, you've experienced some major trials and have been able to learn from those and learned how to not only find success in your life uh, in the business world, but success and happiness, both professionally and personally and I think that is a huge accomplishment in and of itself so I would love for you to share your journey with our listeners because I know I was reading about it in your book um, a few weeks ago as I was flying on an airplane and your journey is pretty incredible so uh, why don't we start from from when you were working um, at a very successful job in a very successful business and had what everybody else would call the ideal job and the ideal life.
2: Yeah, it was I mean, it was incredible. You know, I never take anything away from my career because I, I have had an amazing experience. But like many people listening to your show, I was trying to control everything at one time and eventually controlled nothing—not even my own life. I was um, what I lovingly call a hot mess, and <laughs> I was having anxiety attacks and suffering from severe exhaustion. It was one of those life interrupted moments that stops you in your tracks and says, "You know what? I don't know." What I'm going to do, but it's time to do something different. And I think we all have those at one point or another, whether it is divorce or a sudden illness or an unexpected job change or whatever. It just makes you stop and assess everything. And what I've learned is people tend to take one of two tracks. They either change spaces or they stop and have a personal transformation. And for me, I decided I wasn't going to just change spaces. I wasn't just going to rush into another job. I needed to stop and really figure out what I wanted to do with my life and figure out how to transform the way I was doing things because for most of us we all want to contribute significantly but the way we do it is literally killing us. We're trying to have it all and be it all and and you know, achieve a lot in life, but unfortunately, we have no balance. And so that's what the book is about. It's about finding that place where you can be successful and be balanced in your approach to life. Well, let's go. Let's go
1: back to your personal journey um, just a little bit. I think a lot of us can identify with feeling like we're at that point in our life where we feel totally stressed, totally overwhelmed, and we just know something needs to change or we're going to break. Tell us a little bit about what that point was for you where were you working what were you doing what did yeah, that so look like? Yeah, so
2: I was working at Susan G. Komen, and we had gotten to a place where we were having a very public battle with another women's nonprofit. And for me, that was personally devastating because I felt like, you know, women should not be the losers in a public squabble between two nonprofits. And so I'm trying to control everything. And meanwhile, people are picketing outside. And there was one point wow. where somebody actually shot at the windows to our office. It was like Like shot a, and, shot a gun at the window? windows of your office? Like, you know, imagine like when you walk into the office and somebody says, you know, they like, we put some, we need to put bulletproof glass here because they actually shot at the office. It was crazy. It was literally insane. And, um, I was just personally not processing the stress very well because I was trying to control everyone, including myself. Mm -hmm. And so what I, you know, what I've learned through that process is there are so many points in our life where we reach where everything feels like it's falling apart and we just have to stop. And resign our position as general manager of the universe. The reality is, the only <laughs> thing you can control is yourself. How I like you that. respond instead of react. What you ch- decide to prioritize. And that's really how Loving on Me was built because I realized all of my validation in life was external. It was based on what I did, like what I could accomplish, what I mm. could control. I should be smart enough. I should be able to handle more. And the reality is, From the womb to the tomb, our lives have purpose, value, and meaning, and it was really an aha moment for me to realize that I am enough, like, regardless of what my title says, regardless of, you know, what I'm able to accomplish in this life, I, as a human being, am enough, and so is everybody else, Um, so this really, um, it was transformational and, and the foundation of how I live my life now.
1: So what was that moment when you said, okay, enough, I can't do this anymore. Where were you? What were you doing in that moment?
2: I was at the doctor's office. Well, it started at the doctor's office, and I credit my doctor a lot for this, because anxiety attacks, if you've never had them, can feel like you're having a heart attack or a stroke. And, I, you know, people try to tell you, like, seriously, it's all in your mind. You're like, no, my body's having a physical reaction. So I go to the doctor thinking I'm having a heart attack and a stroke at the same time, and I had never had anxiety attacks. And he said, oh, no, you're not having a heart attack or stroke. These are anxiety attacks, and you're essentially having them all day, every day. It's like like a hyper version of it. And I was like, dude, I, I don't have anxiety attacks. Like I've been a single parent. I've been through a messy divorce. All these other things in life, Allison, that I thought if anything was going to take me there, it would have been something before in my life. And he said, no, this is an anxiety attack. I'm like, but I don't really suffer with anxiety issues. He said, mm-hmm. you're right. You have an environmental issue, and you need to do something about your environment. And he was the first person to challenge me in that in that way. Mm. Um, And so I started thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to go a little longer and then I'll quit because, you know, in my mind, I'm still in this space. Like I need to handle all this other stuff before I step back and take care of me. Um, But eventually as it escalated, I had to take a time out. And I think a lot of times we let things get to the extreme, the excess in our life, where in every season we're getting like these whispers from the spirit to say, it's probably time to do something different, or, you know, this is not quite right right you need a break you need to take back your mind is trying to tell you the spirit is whispering but we like run past it until we crash and burn and that's really what happened
1: so what did that what did that sound like to you if there's somebody listening right now that's thinking wow i'm resonating with some of these things that katrina's saying what would you encourage them what what did that did that whisper of the spirit what did that sound like to
2: you Well, let me tell you what other people have said to me. It's when you wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I really don't want to do this. And not like I'm tired, but like I'm tired of this. Or when you're at work and it's like, I'm just not into this. I need to figure out what's next. Or when you feel like it's time to make a transition, but you can't figure out what to do, so you stay stuck. Or when you're in a codependent relationship and you're like, this person should be able to take care of this for their own life. Why am I doing this for a person constantly? I'm upset about this. It's any time that you are going against what your mind is telling you is right for you. And it happens in little ways and quiet ways. You're like, "Mm, this really is not for me. But then we let the moment pass because we don't sense that that's the spirit trying to tell us it's time to make a change or be open to a new road. And so I try to live my life now being sensitive to those whispers that say this is probably not the best way to do this. Instead of rushing past it, I try to figure out what, what is triggering this? What is causing me to feel like I'm not in alignment with my true purpose and calling?
1: I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here, Katrina, because this is something that I know I've personally struggled with, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but what if what we feel like is right for us is not what we think we're supposed to be doing or we should be doing or um, maybe that even looks like we feel guilty because we should be happy or content with what we have and we feel like we aren't. What would you say to that?
2: Yeah, so, you know, there are two sides to that. One, I I try not to live life through the shoulda, woulda, couldas because Mm -hmm. there is something, remember, at every season of our life that tells us we should be in a different place, that we have to do more to be worthy, that we haven't achieved enough. And so I try to lay all that to the side and be present, to be present where I am now and find some way to appreciate that. Because I think part of what causes us to have the guilt and angst in our life, to overcommit, to be stressed out, is we're trying to live up to the expectation of where we should be instead of mining the present for the possibilities. So if you want to de-escalate from the guilt, like here's a great example, Allison, a really practical one. When I was a single parent, I used to have to leave work at 5.17 every day to pick up my son at 6 o'clock. If I left at 5.20, I was late. Like there was literally no wiggle room. I had it down to the minute. So I would constantly be trying to do things at work, like things I felt like I had to do at work to be successful, and I would be late finally, I just stopped myself and made it a priority. I said, I'm leaving at 517. I will take my work with me. And a lot of people thought, well, you shouldn't work at home. That's failure, too. Or you shouldn't, you know, be working at 8 o'clock at night. That's not balanced. But for me, it was. Mm -hmm. Because my priority was being on time to pick up my son. And then I spent dinner time with him. And when he did his homework, I went back to work. Now, for another person, that might not work. But for me, that was balance. I if love I listen to everybody else, it was, oh, you need to be at work late always so you can be present and be seen. Or, oh, you don't need to be working at 8 o'clock because that's, you know, that's not proper balance. And so I think people have to take ownership of their own lives and <laughs> figure mm-hmm. out what balance looks like, what my priorities are, so we can still those guilty voices in our head when we're living out of alignment with our priorities. You now, know. the flip side of that of course, is your health. When you say, you know, I really should work out more, but you don't want to get off the couch.
1: Mm, Good point.
2: That's a little bit different. (laughs) Your body is trying to tell you, you should work out more. You should be healthier. You should not eat. So this is not, you know, because sometimes the, the whisper is not telling you what not to do. It's what's telling you to do it. Like, yes, move more. Yes, make better decisions about your health. But again, I don't fall into the guilt trap. You just make practical decisions on what what's present and available right now.
1: You know, I, I really like what you're saying, and I think, you know, even in my, my own life, I've struggled with that Um you know, having some some people um, that maybe have more traditional jobs and I'm more of an entrepreneur and uh, you know, they, they say, well, why can't you just turn off your phone at five o'clock? Why can't you just be done at this certain time? Why can't you? And I mean, I guess I could, but for me, it works better if I can pick my kids up from school, spend some time with them and then hop back on the phone later in the evening when they're uh, busy doing their homework or with their friends or something like that. So uh, that really resonated with me. I like how you said that. Um, so here, here's you know here's the other treasure that I took from that golden nugget, uh, mining the present for possibilities. I loved that phrase, mining the presence for possibilities. And Katrina, here's my question to you. So how did you go from this space? Obviously you were involved in a very big organization, had a lot of stress, went to the doctor, thought you were having a heart attack, found out it was anxiety. How did you go from sitting in the doctor's, feeling like you were gonna die, to where you are today, inspiring uh, millions of people? You're about to go on a speaking tour I think a 12 city speaking tour you have another book coming out you've got online courses how did you go from that stressed out woman in that doctor's office feeling like she was having a heart attack to the successful woman you are now take us on that journey what what did you do to change your life
2: Oh my gosh, so um, it's funny, I just get giddy thinking about it, because the the book goes from I Am Enough to I Am Unstoppable, and it is 12 principles that help you take that journey. It's not something you can do overnight, it's certainly not something you read the book, and you're like, oh, my life is wonderful. You kind of have to live it. Yeah. There are a couple of chapters in between I Am Enough and I Am Unstoppable that are pivotal for me, and, and one of them is called... Um, I can be still and still be productive because that's where I really learned um, how to still my mind and how there is productivity in being present and I think it's a chapter a lot of people read but they don't, they have to read it again to really get it because we're hardwired from the time we're little kids to, to believe that we have to be in motion to be productive and one of the things I've learned as an entrepreneur that just I mean, it is my life's favorite, is to think more and do less. Because in our society, in many ways, we have lost the art of thinking. And so we run down the path trying to do, 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 and we have to redo a ton of stuff because we haven't thought about it first. And so learning to be still, to really look at the present and, and be open to the possibilities in it is really key for me in terms of, Understanding what's available right now and what practical action I can take in the present.
1: Wow, that's a really, really great advice. So, what was the, what were the things that you did for yourself? How long did it take you to write your book to start your online program? Um, what did that look like for you?
2: Well, I started trying to write the book right away when I left and I realized I wasn't ready. Um, I've been writing a blog for years and I thought, oh, this is simple. I'll write a book. And then I realized I really don't know how to write a book. So I (laughs) went to the Iowa Writers Festival. One thing I tell people is to be a forever learner. The Writers Festival taught me how to frame the narrative of my book and really answer the question, why am I writing it? That also helped me get over the anger and grief I felt about that life interrupted moment. A lot of us only attribute grief to a loss of a person but anytime you lose something significant in your life there's grief associated with it and we need to take the time to process it and decide how we want to move forward so it probably took me three years to write my book uh, and then it launched and people were like oh my gosh I love your book like I so get it this Mm -hmm. is where I am because so many of us are stuck at that point where you know it's time to do something different but you don't know what to do so the book helps you realize you're at that point and start on the path but then they say, but I read it again, and I read it again, but it's so inspiring, and I said, okay, I need to equip people, like, to apply these principles to their own life, and that's how the academy was born, the courses in the academy, the, the free course starts with helping you get in the driver's seat of your life, it, it takes you off the hamster wheel of trying to find work-life balance, and instead to create it, and that, that is really a big difference, because So many of us are looking for work-life balance like it exists under a rock. And I'm like, no, you have to pick priorities and create the balance you seek. Because sometimes, like you, Allison, it looks different for everybody. So what's, you know, balance for you is not going to be balanced for
1: the next person. I I think that's so true. And Katrina, you're so wise. When we come back, more from Katrina McGee. She's going to be sharing some principles with us uh, to help us progress, be more present in the moment, and love ourselves even more. I'm also bringing on another special guest, uh, somebody who I've worked with personally to help me uh, find greater love for myself, Veronica Rosenfeld. And so when we come back, we'll hear more from Katrina and meet Veronica. Stay tuned.
0: Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel you're tuned in to spotlight the allison h larson show to find out more about allison and our program please visit soulintuition.com again that's soulintuition.com now back to spotlight here is allison h larson
1: Welcome back to Spotlight. Today, joining us on our show, we have Katrina McGee. Now, uh, Katrina wrote the book, Loving on Me, and today's topic is all about learning to love ourselves. Uh, Katrina, there were some really amazing golden nuggets I I pulled out of the first segment. Um, One of those being, you really... Uh, There's not a one-size-fits-all. You need to listen to what is right for you and honor that and follow through with that. And what's right for you might not be right for somebody else. It's not not always about what you should be doing. It's not always about what you should be doing. It's about what is right for you, not what other people think are right for you. Um, Right,
2: absolutely. I mean...
1: We'll wait for Katrina to call back in. Um, But, you know, those were some golden nuggets for me. I think as women especially, and I know we've got some some men watching as well, I think we can all be really hard on ourselves. And I think we allow other people um, the space, the compassion, the opportunity to make adjustments that they feel like are necessary in their life. But oftentimes we don't give ourselves that love and that compassion and that opportunity to uh, feel like we are enough. And I love what our guest said last week. Um, Last week, there was a suggestion to write on the mirror in the bathroom the phrase, I am enough. Just simply the phrase, I am enough. I didn't write it on my bathroom mirror, but I wrote it on a piece of paper. And I stuck it in a place where I see that often. And every time I walk by, I remember I am enough. It's just a simple exercise. Another thing that I do personally, and this has gone a long way for me, is sometimes when I wake up in the morning or if I'm lying in bed just before I go to sleep, I place both hands on my heart, and while my eyes are closed, I just breathe in and out and just send myself some love and I think what we all crave is that validation that love that feeling like we are doing the right thing like we are enough hey Katrina I was just giving our listeners uh, some pieces of information some advice on what I do to feel like I am loved and I am enough Uh, we're so glad to have you back on I know you have some really key pieces of content that you want to share with callers to help them be able to progress and feel like they are enough so if you're listening to this show right now, I want you to pull out a piece of paper and a pen. Take out your phone, um, whatever you need to, to write notes and just really listen as Katrina's talking. And if there's something that resonates with you, I want to write. I want you to write that down. And the difference between. A good radio show and a life-changing radio show is comes down to one thing, and that's action. And I'm bringing you guests who have learned so much from their life, and hopefully you can pull at least one action step that you can implement into your life. So Katrina, what are those suggestions that you have for everybody to be able to help them to move forward on their journey and loving themselves and becoming successful?
2: Well, the first step, I'd say, is set the tone for the day. I mean, before your feet hit the floor, just take a moment of gratitude in the morning to be present and acknowledge all of the goodness in your life, that you are here and the world is full of possibilities. So often when we get up in the morning, we grab our cell phone and allow whatever somebody texted, tweeted, emailed Mm -hmm. us to set the tone for our day. And so we abdicate that power to start our day with something positive. So instead of grabbing your phone, just take a moment. of 60 Seconds to be grateful, to acknowledge you're here, and that the day is full of possibility.
1: Well, you know, I have to I have to chime in here and second that, because uh, I have a really good friend. You know, one of those friends that's just a lifelong friend, always there for you, no matter what. She's loved me through thick and thin. We've been business partners before. She's still my friend. We've had kids grow up together. She's still my friend. Um, we've, uh, gone, we've gone through lots of life experiences together. and um, yeah, We don't live near each other anymore, but we had a phone call last week, and on our phone call, we said, hey, Hey, let's let's do this thing where we're gonna check in with each other every day and we're going to set these certain goals and we're gonna check in with each other and, and have some accountability on whether we did those one of the goals I decided to set was to leave my phone on airplane mode until after I had uh, spent some time in prayer, meditation, and um, also spiritual reading.
2: Oh, I love that. I never thought about the airplane mode. I always challenge people to charge it somewhere else. I mean, even if it's your alarm, the alarm is loud enough that if it's not right by your bed, you can still hear it. But when it's by your bed and the lights Mm -hmm. are blinking and it's dinging and everything is (laughs) happening, it draws you to it. So if if you can charge it someplace else, or even better yet, as you said, to set mm -hmm. it on airplane, mode then it puts you in the position Mm -hmm. to decide how you want to start the day
1: well and here's the biggest note change that I've noticed and so this is where I wanted to chime in where you said hey do a moment of gratitude before you yep. look at your first text or Facebook. I, I would wake up and I would just look and I'd have a text there and it would be a work text or it'd be, you know, a text from a family member or, you know, something would pop up on Facebook or I'd see an email. Oh, crap, I forgot about something. It was such a, a crazy start to the day and immediately my heart started racing and I jumped into yep. things and it's made a huge difference just oh, to, yeah. to take a Absolutely, few moments. Absolutely,
2: because you're deciding the first thing that you want to feed you. You are so speaking to yourself to your creator having that moment of awareness first and it really is powerful
1: i love that what's your next tip katrina
2: it is cultivate selective ignorance so if you've ever read tim ferris in the four-hour work week you know that he talks about doing uh, more with less and i am a big believer in that but part of the reason that our productivity is so low is because we're trying to absorb too many messages at one time at some point we have to decide enough is enough and in a practical place of our lives it's the news you know we live mm-hmm. in a 24hour seven day a week news cycle and so many of us are getting in you know ingesting as much news as possible and it's putting us in a negative space in fact there have been studies that show that it leads to depression so I wow. believe in cultivating yeah. selective ignorance even if you don't stay up to speed every single day trust me if they, trust me if there's real news it will find you when you cultivate selective ignorance You decide how much time you're going to spend with the news, how much time you're going to spend with social media, how many messages that you want to internalize each day. That way you can do my number three, which is focus and finish your top three.
1: Focus and finish your top three. All right, explain that.
2: Well, here's the thing. All of us want to multitask. But in truth, multitasking is the kryptonite of productivity. Mm. <laughs> and so we start the day with like 20 things on our to-do list. We get our first hour in. We realize we're not going to do everything. So we try to do two or three things at one time. And we feel like we're making progress, but we're not delivering anything. Delivering excellence in anything. When you focus and finish your top three, it forces you to say, if I don't get anything else done today, what must I accomplish? Must, Mm -hmm. as in you can't move forward to the next thing, as in your family will suffer, your life will come (laughs) to an end. I'm talking your top three things you have to get done. That's where you focus your most and best energy. And anything above that is like the cherry on top.
1: I agree, and here's... here's what i think a lot of people struggle with and this is something i actually started doing years ago is i i was a to-do list person and i'm a recovering perfectionist and I would wake up and I would have a million things that I want to get done in the day and there was no way humanly possible to accomplish those I call what I had superwoman syndrome I thought I was superwoman and the problem with that is is that at the end of the day you look at your list and you don't have everything checked off and you feel like a failure So uh, somebody exactly. somebody
2: and suggested so to me just write down a few up for guilt from the yeah, beginning exactly. by putting too much on your plate it, you automatically are saying uh, to your Stuff, I'm going to feel guilty at the end of the day for not having accomplished my goals. But we can break a lot of those bad habits. And by the way, this works in your business and at work, too. You remember mm-hmm. I said, if, if you practice this focus and finish your top three, it forces you into that think more, do less. Because mm-hmm. you're like, I really want to get this done. How do I prioritize? And you're giving your best energy to the most important thing.
1: Great, great information. Uh, Tamara, who's joining us on Facebook Live, says thank you so much, um, she wrote that down, focus and finish your top three, love that. So um, everybody listening, write that down, focus and finish your top three, just be gentle with yourself, write down three things and you know what, say, say some, something happens and you don't get those three done or you don't get that top one done, for goodness sakes, forgive yourself, move on, tomorrow's a new day. Um, joining us today too, I want to bring on our other caller now, a Veronica Rosenfeld, I asked Veronica to come on this call too to share some of her information Um, Veronica she helps people with their life design she's amazingly gifted and talented individual and I have actually personally been working with her now uh, for several months and she has helped me uh, to be able to love myself more and see the greater picture and I think something one of my favorite speakers James Dentley always says is it's really hard to see the picture when you're inside the frame and sometimes it takes a book it takes a mentor. It takes a friend. It takes somebody from outside to look at us and say, hey, you know what? Here's, here's what you could be doing to love yourself more. Uh, Veronica, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi, Veronica. So glad to have you join us today. And I would love to hear your tips on um, how to love yourself more. But before we do that, I want to give you an opportunity to, every guest that I come on my show, <laughs> always gets an opportunity to brag about themselves. So you've accomplished uh, quite a few things in your life. I would love for you to give you the permission to brag about yourself a little bit before we hear what uh, what your tips are.
4: Well, I'm very privileged to live a life of my dreams. I am um, privileged to help people who make a massive change in, in, in other people's life to help them to move to the next level. People like you, I, I was privileged to work for and uh, to do energy work for somebody like Les Brown and some other major speakers, I was privileged to help um, owners of multi-million dollar companies, startups, corporate professionals, and anybody in between. Well,
1: And you bring up a good point. You know, a lot of the people that you work with, uh, people from the outside would look at those individuals and say, you know, probably like Katrina, people looked at you, you know, when you were at Susan G. Komen and said, hey, they have it all. They must be happy. They must be successful. They must have no problem loving themselves. But um, some of the people that I think Uh, share and give the most are the people that often um, don't don't take the time for themselves. So, Veronica, you've worked with some of the top speakers in the industry. You've worked with some really successful individuals. Uh, For those people listening on this uh, radio show today or on our Facebook Live, what are the tips that you would give somebody on how to love themselves?
4: Well, I think most importantly, it's to What I do every day, I literally take myself outside of my picture, inside of my frame, and see myself outside. And once a day or once a week, when I see some challenge, I remind myself where I was with the same problem, maybe half a year ago, or a year ago, or maybe three years ago.
1: So celebrating your success, you actually look Celebrate and say, hey, I'm going to look at myself. Oh, wow, here's where Veronica was a year ago. Here's where Veronica was three years ago. And here's where I am now. And, wow, I've come a long way.
4: Yes. Uh, yes, and it, because it's so easy to give up on yourself or start comparing yourself. Of course, there is people who are bigger than me. And it's, I always teach my kids that there's always going to be people who are less successful than you are. And there is always going to be people who are much more successful than you are. That's true. And it's your choice how you're going to look at that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. So so what's your next tip? So one tip would be just to, to step step back, look at your life, celebrate your success and how far you've come. What's another tip that you have for somebody who's struggling to love themselves?
4: Have a compassion for yourself and treat yourself as a little baby like we always treat very nice children or pets we always nice to them and treat yourself with the same kindness and tenderness
1: yeah you know i think that's so true it's interesting i have a, you know i have a tv show called spotlight i actually the first season the show was called inside out i had some co-hosts and it was a, it was a, a different show and then we restructured it for the second and third season but i remember on that first season one of my co-hosts brought up something really interesting. She said, I want you to think about something. Do you treat yourself as well as you treat your pet? You're going to give your pet water every time they need water. You take your pet for a walk and give them exercise when they need exercise. You make sure your pet gets the love and attention that they need every day. She stopped and she said, do you do that for yourself and i kind of had this aha moment of like oh my gosh you know i think that there's a lot of people out there that are treating their pets better even than they treat themselves so uh that's a really good point
4: the same with children
1: yeah 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 you would you would never deprive your child of love you would never say some of the things to your kids that you say to yourself right that negative self-talk that's such a good point veronica I, I, really, uh, I really like that. So what does that look like to you? What does that look like, um, having more compassion, treating yourself like you would, would treat a child? What does that look like?
4: Have a ritual in the morning. Have time for yourself. You know, I'll never forget when I started my business, I invited this lady. Uh, we met at a networking event, and she lived in Brazil, so she lived with me for a few days. And she saw my lifestyle where I would have maybe five minutes between the clients, and I remember uh, one of my clients canceled. I had half an hour to myself. And she literally pushed away all my, all my stuff. And she said, Veronica, and I, and I was eating very quickly. She said, put the plate on the table and have a few minutes just for yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And, and, I, and I never forget that moment. When I'm in a hurry or I, I've learned that five minutes for yourself usually going to manifest in so much more later. That's true. So like how they teach uh, uh, Stop and smell the flowers Just mm-hmm. stop and smell The breakfast that you have Just have a few more minutes For your coffee And maybe Close your eyes for a few minutes And just like Katrina I always wake up With the gratitude i always grateful for something In the beginning of the day Because the gratitude creates grace in your life and creates the frequency of abundance and prosperity. Because we manifest what we are. And so if we cultivate that feeling of love, we're going to create love in our life. But if we're going to cultivate, we're going to focus on the stress, we're going to create stress.
1: I think that's so true. I'll never forget, I heard an interview with the Dalai Lama one time. And somebody asked him, what do you do when you have a really busy day? What do you do to prepare for that day? And he said, I meditate two hours instead of one. Uh And uh, to me, that was so impactful. And, and it, I found that it's so true. If I take time for my gratitude, for my prayers, for my meditation in the morning, or maybe it's a yoga session, whatever that is, if I just take time, uh, I feel so much more centered and prepared during the day And it seems like whatever I do has such a greater impact. Really great words of wisdom, Veronica. Katrina, I want you to weigh in on some of these um, as well. Um, is there anything that, that Veronica said that has uh, particularly stuck out to you?
2: Well, I love what she said just now and and I love that someone else stopped her and said, take some time for yourself. I think, you know, I talk a lot about women having a circle of sisterhood and it is when we see each other going off the rails trying to do too much, not taking time for ourselves, that we can be most impactful in each other's lives. So, when you have a friend that is just frantic all the time, reminding them that it is okay to take a moment and just breathe, it's so powerful because it's the advice we give to everybody else but we don't take for ourselves and so sometimes we have to be each other's accountability partner like you and your friend Allison to say hey you know it really is okay to prioritize you it really is okay to stop and think before you decide to do because I think just sometimes in, in the midst of our running, we forget that we need to practice 365 self-care.
1: Yeah, you know, that's really interesting. Actually, I actually have a good friend, and she's, uh, she's watching on Facebook Live right now. But she'll send me these nice um, images or pictures or memes every now and again. And they're just these inspirational quotes. And gosh, she sent one the other day, and it just really... Affected me and, and changed my life. And um, I was so thankful for that. So I'm glad that you brought that up, Veronica, that you've brought that up, Katrina. Um, we need to love ourselves for sure. We need to allow those friends into our lives. And then also, we need to allow for the space when we see a friend that's having a hard day or struggling uh, to love themselves to just inspire them and maybe send a little uh, quote. Or, I mean, how long does it take to, to send a quote to somebody, right?
2: You know what? <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. As a matter of fact, on lovingonme.com, we We have what we call love grams, Mm -hmm. and it's just that. I mean, you can for free send anybody in your network a love gram, and they say, you are amazing, you are beautiful, you are enough, you are unstoppable, and it's just that nugget, that moment that Mm -hmm. says, I'm thinking about you, I just wanted to affirm your worth. I just wanted to let you know that I think you are awesome, and I use them all the time just as that little nugget of encouragement, because part of the whispers of the Spirit is hearing when your friend is on your mind. You know, so often we have people on our mind and we say, oh, I'll call later. Oh, I'll reach out to them later. Oh, I'll get back to them later. When really it's that moment when they hit your mind that they need you the most. Mm -hmm. So just stopping to either pick up the phone or if you don't have that kind of time, just sending them a little love gram that says you are beautiful. Hey, I know you've been struggling lately. Just wanted you to know I think you're awesome. That's it. That's all we have to do. And it can totally transform somebody's day.
1: Well, I I love that. And I encourage everybody to go check out lovingonme.com to be able to do that. And Veronica, I know for a fact, since I've worked with you, that this is something that you do for the people that you work with. And so sometimes, you know, maybe that that love comes from a friend. Maybe it comes from a mentor or coach. And I think that that's huge is having people in your life to learn from and um, inviting them into your life, people who are going to support and love you. And I know, Veronica, you've done that for me several times, just a little text or a note or something. as someone that I work with saying, hey, Allison, I'm here for you. I encourage you. So I really appreciate that too, Veronica. Uh, when we come back, we w- we're going to hear more from Veronica Rosenfeld and Katrina McGee on how to love yourself. And you're going to find out more about how to get some information and advice from them to use personally in your life beyond this show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back on Spotlight. <music>
3: Influencers Channel. and get amplified if you want to join the ranks of the influencers you've got to think like an influencer how about joining one of the top influencers in the world Leonard Kim for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know. From brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Welcome back to
1: Spotlight. Here on today's show, I've got two inspirational women, um, two women that are helping other people love themselves more, two women who have learned how to love themselves through difficult circumstances and are now sharing that wisdom and knowledge. So, Veronica, I want to start with you. You gave us some great advice um, and tips before the break. One of those was just stepping outside the frame, looking at yourself, celebrating your progress and how far you've come. Um, And another one that both you, Veronica and Katrina, touched on was just waking up in gratitude um, do you have what, what's, your, what's your final or additional step in being able to really love yourself and finding that, that peace and, and comfort and, and celebration of who you are in your life
4: I think it's just you know what I've learned this weekend actually is just ability to have joy because we focus on work 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 but what ability to have joy and what it feels like to be joyful Mm, because you want, when you give other people from the place of joy It's such a different frequency And it's such a different vibration And it's such a different place And people feel when you relax People feel when you have fun yeah. And people, then then it's easier to approach you And it's easier to talk to you And it's just easier easier to love you I agree.
1: I think that's so good. And, you know, I, I'm glad you brought this up. This is something you and I talked about um, at during our session yesterday. Um, I, I have a session with Veronica once a week, and she um, helps me gain clarity in my life. And we did focus on that joy and happiness. And something I thought of after our session yesterday, Veronica, where that topic was the joy and happiness was... Um, there was this lady at this event that I went to last weekend I go to a lot of different events I see a lot of event I see a lot of vendors a lot of speakers and um, I walked by her table and she just had the biggest smile and she just said oh you look so beautiful I'm I'm just so glad to meet you and I got talking with her and she just was full of gratitude and full of joy she was almost shining and I wasn't I mean I wasn't even going to talk to her I wasn't really that interested in her booth or anything like that but after talking to her, I thought, I've got to have this lady in my life somehow. She is so happy and so full of joy. And I feel so good when I'm around her. And um, consequently, we'll be doing some business together. But that I, I think what you're saying is exactly right. Whether it be your business or your personal life, who are the people you want to be around? Those are the people that have joy and happiness in their life. And um, so... If you want to track good people in your life, be joyful and happy. That's a great piece of advice.
4: I always tell people, I said, would you, when you hire somebody, do you want somebody who you have fun with or, or in, in business or personal? Do you want somebody to have fun with or do you want somebody who, you know, I just had a, I just finished call with a doctor, one of my clients who is a doctor. I said, do you, I mean, would you choose doctor who is happy or would you choose doctor who is grumpy? Mm.
1: Yeah that's a, that's a great point. I would rather choose a doctor that's happy. In fact, I took my daughter this morning uh, to the, the doctor's office and the person we see there, she's not even a doctor. She's a uh, I forget what they call it, practitioner something practitioner anyway I can't even remember what the term is and there's a couple other doctors in the office but we choose to go to her because every time I see her she's happy she's personable she's joyful and she's not even the most qualified person there it's just that I like to be around her (laughs) so that's so true that is absolutely true I love that Veronica Uh, Katrina what would what would you say what's your what's your piece of advice your final piece of advice for somebody who's who's wanting to love themselves more
2: Well, first I want to just say something about happiness because I love what you said. I mean, I've made happiness one of my core values because I've learned that happiness is a choice, never a circumstance. And Mm. for some reason, as adults, we think that we age out of happiness and fun. Like fun is for kids and, and real life is work. And I challenge people to say, okay, but if you do what you love, then work is fun. And so this thing about loving yourself that we've been talking about, Allison, my main piece of advice is to realize that it's a lifestyle. It's an everyday intention to love you more. It is not a feeling you have about yourself as much as it's conscious choices to love yourself, protect yourself, be good to yourself, honor your uh, value and worth, and to create a life around your unique gifts Skills, talents and abilities. It's not just the fluffy stuff like, you know, I took myself to the spa today. We have to be very careful not to treat ourselves like puppies and when we do good, give ourselves a treat. You know, loving mm-hmm. yourself is as much caring for yourself and self care as it is honoring yourself with choices that are in your own best interest so you know think of it as a lifestyle a journey to love yourself and each other more every day because when when you go on that journey and you choose happiness and to be a balanced person life is so much more fulfilling and rich and rewarding and yes absolutely fun
1: Wow. Uh, I think you bring up a really good point And um, that well, a couple of really good points there for a matter of fact. But um, yeah, that's interesting. A lot of people feel like they need a reward. And what I see in business when that happens, or maybe even in life too, is we have these certain goals. And so we accomplish the goals. And then we're like, well, I'm going to reward myself when we take a break. And what happens, if you, if you think of an analogy of a swimmer, is when you start drowning, when your head starts going under the water, then you start paddling really hard to get above the water. And then you get above the water and you kind of relax and you think, oh, okay, I'm above the water, I'm fine. And then you get too relaxed and you start sinking again, right? So you see these cycles with people in their life where they paddle really hard and reach a goal. And then they relax and they start sinking and then they paddle really hard again. And... Um, And I think what you're saying is, hey, let's just just keep it at a constant swim. Let's enjoy what we're doing and never let ourselves sink. And you can take time to celebrate your successes, but but you don't necessarily need to take a break or um, do things that would cause you to uh, start drowning again, right?
2: yeah absolutely I mean I think mm-hmm. first of all I think you should celebrate both process and progress so many of us wait for the big things to celebrate listen if I get through the day and I actually walk 10,000 steps I have a little mini happy dance I do because I have to keep myself mm-hmm. encouraged and pumped up in, in this season of my life especially to um, stay active yeah. so I don't think we have to wait for the big monumental things to celebrate we need to make celebration an ongoing part of our life but we are also need some consistency. You know, a, a lot of times we jump head. At, at least, let me just speak about me. I know I'm really good at starting things, but not always good at finishing them because the, the fun is in the, in the starting. Yeah, and then I, re- I, get I her resemble her that important, I want to do something different, and um, it's the reason I have great coaches and stuff like that in my life who can say, okay, but remember, your goal is this. So you need to consistently do this and talk about this and quit going off the script and down the rabbit hole and around the corner. Um, so, yeah, just just stay consistent. But, you know, Allison, the only way we can do this, and I, and I know Veronica would agree, is when you do what you love. Either do what you love or do something different because we spend so much of our lives committing to trying to make a difference in a certain area. So you have to create a life that's around your strengths, gifts, and abilities so that you can stick with it, so that you can enjoy the journey. Some of us are stuck in jobs or even have businesses where we just don't enjoy it. It's not built on our strengths, and we have to be courageous enough to really make changes in that area.
1: Yeah, and I love that word courageous because it really does take courage to make those changes in your life but I, I think ultimately that's going to lead to greater happiness so Katrina you're getting ready to go on a 12 city speaking tour you have a book out Loving on Me you have a, a, online courses and academy um, and you are going to be releasing a new book shortly as well so um, with all of these different ways for people to be able to reach you or get a hold of you or get more from you um, wh- what would be the one way that you would suggest if there's somebody listening Listening right now, and they're thinking, Wow, I really liked what Katrina said. I would love to know how to work with her or how to get more information from her. Where would they go?
2: Well, they can go to lovingonme.com and find everything. Listen, if, if you're at the point in life where you're like, I don't know what to do, something, I, I, I can't keep doing this, or I just want to do something different, grab a copy of the book. If you're um, wanting a deeper dive to really Figure out what your priorities are and to understand how to create that life based on your um, unique gifts, skills, and abilities sign up for a course on the academy. Um, Or if you just want to reach out to me directly and say, hey, I really want to walk with you on this journey, then be a part of the Loving On Me tribe, whether that's on a website or on Instagram. I try to be as accessible as possible because I realize we're all in different stages. And at Loving On Me, our goal is really to meet you where you are and walk with you on this journey. So whether it's the book or the courses, um, just come be a part of the tribe because then you're with a group of empowered women that are going to support you and love on you and bring positive to your everyday
1: I love that, so important Veronica, how can someone get a hold of you Uh, you work with speakers, you work with entrepreneurs, you help people find their life design and their life purpose, if there's somebody out there listening right now who who needs somebody to help them design their life, to help them find their purpose and, and need some coaching and mentoring through that, how would they get a hold of you
4: it will be "You dream you dot today."
1: You dream you dot today. Uh-huh. Great. I love that. And what will they find on that, that website?
4: And uh, in there you have some tips, and in there you could uh, schedule a free consultation with me, and I'll be more than happy to help you to, to achieve the life of your dreams and remove those subconscious blocks that hold you to get to
1: the next level. And I encourage you to take uh, Veronica up on that offer. She's a very wise, wise person. Uh- take her up on that free consultation, um, talk with her about your life design. Definitely go to lovingonme.com, join Katrina's tribe, get the book, join the online course, whatever it takes. I want you right now to think, what is your action step going to be? What is the one thing that you got from this call? What are you going to do? You've invested your time to listen uh, to these incredible individuals. They've invested their time in sharing their wisdom and knowledge with you. Uh, Now, how are you going to move forward with that? How are you going to make your life better? so that you can be able to love and care for yourself even more. I'm Allison H. Larson. Thank you for listening to Spotlight and join us next week when we'll have more guests that have transformed their lives and are now working to transform the lives of others. Until next week.